Um, I want to, I want to go back to visual subjects episode. Um, and, uh, I want to talk about him, uh, sneaking into the concert bag. And I was like, my camera, he's like, are you with the media outlet or like, who are you shooting for the artist? Or what's like, Oh no, I'm just gonna shoot the show. Like, like you, you bought a ticket, you were just yeah, gonna was, show up as a fan. Yeah, with the with the, the whole show. ass camera. He was giving you a way in. Uh, he's all like, he's all like, you realize you can't do that. And I was like, why? <laughs> he's like, because you gotta be with the artist, or you're either yeah. you gotta shoot with like a media outlet. Like it's copyright. illegal to just come in here with the, like a professional Actually, camera. Illegal. And he's like, what? Do you-? He like the thing that um, really stood out to me with his interview is he didn't give a fuck. Like yeah. he just went for it, bro. <laughs> And that's what I respect the most about him is he just shows up and he's like, I'm just going to make this happen no matter what it is. What's up, everybody? This is the Untapped Potential Podcast. And today is actually our very last episode of season one. Isn't that crazy? man? That's crazy, man. You know, honestly, it was a. Uh, it, it's been a long learning journey, I think, for both for of us. Yeah. Um, and it seems pretty easy for those of you who are watching or listening, um, just seeing, you know, just us just talking. And it seems really easy to set up. But we'll cut to a clip of us just showing the exact setup here. But we had to invest a lot of technical uh, or make a lot of technical investments, learn a lot of new things. Like yeah. I had to learn audio um, how to record video from multiple cameras. Um, this stuff ain't easy, man. And we had a, I think our first episode, you see the first one and it's cut into two different videos. Yeah. Because we had a, we ran out of, <laughs> we ran out of uh, like memory. memory space, right? On the, <laughs> on the first one. And we didn't even notice <laughs> yeah. until later. That's hilarious. And we had those tall mic stands oh that were, like, gosh. above our heads, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll cut into a clip of that, too. But it was, like, literally covering our yeah, faces. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So, a but lot a lot of learning, man. Exactly. It just kind of goes to show that we really just kind of dove into this. Like, dude, mm-hmm. let's do a podcast. You know, the goal of the podcast was to interview people with inspiring stories in order to inspire others, right? Exactly. And so, I think that was our goal, and we kind of just pursued it. Like, we just went straight into it without... Really thinking, you know, oh, you know, I'm, we did some research, right? Yeah. But at the same time, man, there's only so much you can learn doing research. Sometimes you just got to go into it. Yeah, and a lot and of it, too, is you, you got to learn by doing because there's only yeah. so much that you can learn off of somebody else without actually, like, being there with them doing it. Exactly. So I think it was really important for us just to really dive into it, and we really dove into it. I was thinking last night, too, just sitting back on my couch reflecting and I was like, shoot, there's like YouTube videos of me on the internet talking. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing yeah. at this point, but, uh, it's cool, man. Yeah. I think it's, it's what the why, you know, why we're doing this. Exactly. That's important, right. And it, it's a good cause, I think. And it's funny too, cause I think a lot of people don't realize how much we invested into this. Yeah. Like just equipment wise, like you look around on the camera, you see this backdrop see this cool looking plant and you see the mics you don't see that we have one two three lights in front of us like big like production style lights we got money mitch over here on the boards we have a guy that is like literally switching the audio making sure our levels are right yeah um we have money mitch right now we have two cameras and a gopro 
we have a roadcaster. This thing looks like, I mean, the roadcaster alone looks like it belongs in like a recording studio for like, like a TV production studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this thing right here? <laughs> I don't the, even know what that is. That's the, a camera monitor. So what, what's actually happening is there's three different cameras. Two of them are feeding into this video switcher and that yeah. video switcher is being fed into this monitor for our uh, good friend, Mitch, to just check the sound levels, check the video, making sure that everything's recording correctly. Because we don't want that same thing that happened in the first episode where we just cut like halfway and we just yeah. miss out on the good chunk of the episode that we had to refill. re-perform that interview oh pretty much. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different things going on. And, and there's some you know things that we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of it, like you said, man, is learning by doing. And you have to dive in head first to really take advantage of just living in the moment and, and just living out your dream. Yeah, man. It's a journey. And I think it's kind of, I forgot to mention this too, but we're in your house. Yeah, that's like, right. We're in your dining room. This is your dining room table. <laughs> yeah, that's <you> know? right. <laughs> and, like, the reason why we have this backdrop is because behind this, you have, like, pictures. Yeah, you there's know, photos. Of you and your girlfriend, your dog. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, you can't have a serious interview and there's a freaking dog photo <laughs> sitting right behind you. For real. <laughs> and, like, we got these blackout curtains to cover your, you know, your curtains. And yeah, because the deck the is light. right here. Yeah. We're looking into your kitchen. Oh, man. This is real deal, though, you know, like we really dove into this and I think it's cool that we we get the chance to reflect on it now. Like, what is it? Three months later at yeah. this point, about two and a half months because we started one like early April, right? Early Just April. Filming. Yeah. So, yeah, almost three months yeah. since we kicked it off. And uh, I mean, it was an idea before that. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, we've been working April. on this since I think February to the yeah. beginning of the year mm-hmm. working with uh, shout out Connor Woodard. Um, who is, uh, we'll send you a link in the description for him, but he designed our logos. So we had connected with him earlier, I think sometime in March, yep. um, to figure out the design for the podcast. Cause we really wanted it to look professional. Cause I mean, apart from just the logo, Max just talked about how much we invested into the equipment here just on, you know, like we didn't even know if this podcast was going to work out. Yeah. Like so. we bought a beat for the intro. Yeah, like exactly. We paid a producer for his beat, you know. <laughs> Max went on YouTube and looked up the beat for the intro and he emailed the guy and it ended up being more expensive than we thought. Right? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it was like probably like 70 bucks. But man, yeah. you know, like things like that, that you wouldn't really think about when you say, let's start a podcast mm-hmm. that end up coming up later on. If you want to do it like all the way out. Right. Exactly. Realistically, you could just buy a mic like I did the first round of untapped potential. Right. Just have one mic, sit it in front of, you know, the other. You had it on a stack of books, too. Yeah. Like no video. You could do that, too. But man, when you do it like this, it just feels way different. It feels more immersive, too. Like you feel like more engaged. Yeah. Um, And I'm always curious around like the people that are actually talking because it's one thing to to talk about a conversation, but it's another thing to. to really like listen by just people's emotions. Cause there's a lot of emotion on people's faces yeah. when you speak to them. And so yeah. I think that's why it was super important for us to have it on, um, to have it on YouTube, to have it on Spotify as well. So, um, that's why we invested a lot have of it, it on camera. Cause I know I do that a lot. I'll, I'll listen to like the no jumper podcast or the Joe Rogan podcast. And you know, I'll just listen to the audio while I'm working out, yeah. but I'm so into the audio. I'm like, 
who is this guy? I want to see what he looks like when he's saying these crazy things. And mm-hmm. so I'll open up the YouTube video a little later and then I'll watch the YouTube video too. And I'm sure people probably do that for our, po- our podcast as well. So mm-hmm. it's cool that we could do that, but yeah, yeah, man. So thank you guys for, for following us all season. Um, and it's been, it's been a ride, but it's been enjoyable, man. It's been a lot of yes. work, a yeah. lot of time, but, um, I think we've really made uh, an impact in, in the community so far. Yeah, and we don't get paid to do this. We yeah, don't we don't pay get people paid to at do all. this. So shout out to our guests that take time out of the day to come on to the show and, you know, talk about their lives. This is literally like a hobby mm-hmm. for us. This is something we do on the side. Vegas and I both have full-time jobs. Vegas actually has like a whole business too on aside from his full-time job. Right. So shout out to you, man, because you're doing a lot. Yeah, running yeah. dripped. Um, we're just launching. Well, when this episode comes out, we've already we would have already launched our our new rise up tees um, and all the things sure. that we are dropping. On, actually, too. yeah, we have them on. We'll show you, you know here what? in a second. Let me, let me <laughs> yeah, turn around real quick, Max, and I'll just have that. I think this is my favorite color, the ivory. But this is uh, all the the cities that we ship to in the uh, in the la- in the first ninety days of being in business. Um, so we have Seattle, we have London, um, we have Houston, Dallas. Um, so I, I decided to commemorate that as um, almost like a world tour type of design. So it has dripped world tour. And then you can't really see it on the camera, but it's a raised, it's called a puff print. Um, so like the text that says dripped is a raised print. So shout out to Edgar Salamanca and Lions Print uh, Lab for, uh, for screen printing all this and making these designs come to life. Um, and that's what's dropping on July 2nd. So by the time this episode comes out, um, I'm hoping we go out of stock on these, but there might be some left in inventory. So, um, uh, feel free to check it out. Um, but yeah, so big, big things happening, even in the background of just managing, you know, everything going on in our lives. So, uh, but again, this, this podcast has been a pleasure, man. And I appreciate it you know, the fact that we've been able to do this together. Yeah, man. Um, Cause I could not have done this alone and I know you couldn't <laughs> no, have either. Dude, not <laughs> at all for real. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, we meet every, you know, every other weekend mm-hmm. for what is it like five to six hours? Yeah. Yeah. You so know? we, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, it, for us to set up all this, it takes about an hour for us to set up. And because of the amount of time, it takes to set up everything. We usually film two episodes uh, uh, when we meet, and it's every yeah. other week. Um, so we're doing back-to-back episodes, and we've done that consecutively on and off for the past three three months. Yeah, and yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of effort for everybody. But yeah, like I said, I think we enjoy it, and uh, we're definitely coming back for season two. So this isn't the end. <laughs> this is just a little break. I want to caveat that because, yeah. um, we always knew that season one would have an end date. We couldn't do this indefinitely since, you know, obviously we, we do this in our free time and it does take a long time yeah. for us to edit each episode. Like and we can't make weekend plans, right? Exactly. Like we can't go out of town for the whole weekend. If we do, it's like you leave Friday come back late on Saturday. That's kind of how I do it. I don't know about you, but yeah, you know, or just kind of plan around the schedule and just do stuff on the weekends. We don't have recording. Exactly. Which is manageable. But like you said, we're not getting paid for this. We're doing this on our free time. So it'd be nice to have like that summer break a little bit and come back in the fall. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan. Yeah. So we're, uh, yeah, we're excited to come back in the fall, but, um, I think what we wanted to really focus for this episode too 
um, is really kind of reflect, like you said earlier, on some of the best moments that we've had or some of the most um, impactful, I guess, statements from our guests. Because at this point, we've had 14 guests. So um, there's a lot of different nuggets of, of knowledge people dropped on each episode. Um, and it's good to just recap that. So right. I think we should just probably get into it. Let's huh? dive into it. Yeah, let's do it. So um, I'll start with you, Max, since uh, we'll, we'll play with the camera and, and the computer here and we'll flip over. But um, what was like out of out of everything that you have seen and all the people that you've interviewed? Um, let's talk about like the top five for each of us moments. Yeah, man. Well, let's go chronologically for me. Man, starting at the beginning, uh, one of the episodes that really stood out to me was Carlos. And he's a good friend of mine, of course, and I kind of knew a little bit about his story. But when he spoke on it on the podcast, it just, I thought it was just really cool when he shared that story about how, you know, he was going to school in Spokane Falls. He wasn't feeling it. He knew it wasn't like what was making him happy. So he just, he just left. He just said, you know what? I'm going to move to Seattle, live with my brother. I don't have a job there. I don't have a degree. But I know I love photography, right. so I'm going to go invest in myself. And, yeah, I think you got the clip. So, yeah, let's pull it up here. Um, so you can see our YouTube channel. This is episode two, Carlos Sanchez. This is one of our good friends. Um, his, he goes by the Instagram handle Real Vlogs. And let's just cut to – this is our Instagram page, the, un, uh, the underscore untapped potential. Um, and let's just scroll down to see the real. I think it might be – It's the first one. Yeah, it's the first one. The one right there. See if this plays. So I moved from Spokane to Seattle. I was going to school. I ended up dropping out. Didn't finish school. I was like, I just, I just it wasn't fulfilling. I wanted to do photography, videography. So I moved to Seattle. And so I was living with my brother. I was just trying to find anything and anything I can do. I was like, if I have to work at McDonald's, I'm going to work at McDonald's. You know, like I don't. Whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. I, I need to make money. I need to pay rent. Yeah. So I moved from Spokane oh, to man. Seattle. See, and, and what I really like about that is is it's just him betting on himself 100%, you know? And I feel mm -hmm. like in the world we live in, a lot of the time we're driven by fear. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? I'm not happy with what I'm doing, but I'm not going to take the risk because I'm afraid that I'm going to fail and I'm going to, like, like, be what society considers a failure in a sense, right? Like, man, I didn't reach my dream. I just moved to Seattle and I'm just bumming it, like, you know, working a job that I probably really don't like either way. Right. You know, but he bet on himself and, you know, you fast forward to the rest of his story and he ends up talking about how once he moved out here, he was going to start working for a detailing company. Exactly. And then he got a call to work, you know, for for a pretty good company doing photography, doing what he loves. So it all worked out for him in the end. And I think that's just that just highlights the importance of betting on yourself. And it's a good story of when it was successful. Yeah. And, and imagine like had he not taken that chance. He would have, you know, still probably have like, you know, finished school or yeah. maybe it would have taken a lot longer for him to achieve his dream. But just because he put himself in that position, um, he and he trusted himself to, you know, even though it was going to be uncomfortable for a while, um, he knew that he would be willing to put up with that. Yeah. To, you know, for the potential to see his dream come true. And it worked out. And it worked out. And yeah. now he's he's actually doing it. Yeah, and another moment that stood out to me, uh, you know, was when we interviewed Jen, Jen Bumpus. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, she was talking about how she stepped up. Uh, there was a situation on her school board where somebody was caught, uh, you know, making racial slurs. And so they had to vacate the, the position. And, you know, she stepped up into that role. I feel like a lot of the time people make complaints like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's wrong. Why would they do that? But that they're not really the type to, you know, step up and make be the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was really cool how she did that. So we could play that clip. I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought it was really cool, really inspirational. We had a situation on the school board where one of the school board directors, there were some racial slurs. It was caught on video. He resigned. So this position ended up coming up. It was open. Mind you, I have three children at home. Mm-hmm. I am a business owner. And um, I was like, I just have to do this. I talked to Michael about it. And I was like, I have to do this, babe. Like, This is an area where I feel like I can serve and I can make a difference. And not only for our own children, but for other students in this area. We had a situation. So she she really um, stepped up for her community. She saw an opportunity to help. Yeah. And like you mentioned, not a lot of people would do that because that's additional work. I mean, just to take a step back, for those of you who didn't watch the episode, I recommend go back and watch it because that's one of our most powerful episodes. But I mean, she's the CEO of Elite Training Academy in Monroe, Washington. Um, so she's running an entire business. Yeah. Um, you know, she has three kids, you know, is a wife. Um, so she's managing her family. Um, and then also to take on this role on top of that. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. And so really shout out to her because she didn't need to do that. Right. Um, she saw an opportunity to help improve the diversity and also improve her community. And so she was willing to step up and help. And, um, like I said, not a lot of people would do that. So really props to her. I like, I like how you chose that one. Yeah. Another one that stood out for me was Ariel, uh, the real estate agent that we had on the show. Um, I think, uh, he, he was telling a story about how, you know, he grew up to, you know, with immigrant parents and, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, him living that experience when he became a real estate agent, one of the more important moments for him was when he was able to help immigrant families find their first home. Right. You know, and giving them the keys and just seeing their faces light up. Or even, I think he said the moment that they found out that their offer was accepted, that they would want to keep coming back to the house just to look at it. And like, they were just so happy to, you know, they were in the process of having something that was theirs in this country. You know, the American dream really is what it's called, right? For sure, yeah. And we'll play the clip right now, but just the idea of paying it forward is really powerful. Because he was in that same position. Right. So I think that's really cool. But I think my best stories are uh, immigrant family that's moved here, uh, worked their asses off to get their first home, right? Those are probably my favorite ones because the look on their face when I finally, you know, tell them that we're closed and I'm passing on the key to them, I mean, that's that's their American dream right there. Oh, yeah. You just sure. see it in their eyes. They have their little kids with them. And then as soon as we go pending to uh, during the escrow process, they they ask me, like, can we go and take a look at the house? We want to show our family. Yeah. Like, you can see the that's excitement awesome. and the proudness. But I think my best story. Yeah, man. So that's really powerful. Is, you know, coming from an immigrant family who, I mean, I grew up in an apartment. Yeah. Um, my parents were saving up for a long time to even buy a home. I remember... I was like, wow, man, like, this place has stairs? Like, that yeah, was big, real. man. I was like, damn, I got to live in a place with stairs. Like, you feel yeah. feel on top of the world. So um, I feel a lot of people can can relate to that, especially coming from first-generation or immigrant backgrounds. Yep. 
Um, and yeah, that was a really powerful moment. Yeah, no, I really liked that. Another moment that stood out to me was uh, Chris, um, visual subject, talking about how he landed his first job based on iPhone photos. Which is crazy, man, for a photographer just, and it wasn't even like, you know, the iPhone, we're at like, what, 12 now? Yeah, it's not the 12 at all. It was like <laughs> the 5 or the 6. It was a while back, yeah. right? like 6 years ago. That's so. crazy. So we'll play the clip yeah. right now, but that's another good one that, I mean, that whole interview too, he just had some really good experiences. Yeah, this is one of my favorite interviews. It was for those sure. photos actually from that show that I took with the with my phone that got respect my region's attention because uh, they saw that I had photographs so like just on my iPhone. They posted them like the next day. I think. That's See, that's stuff. important. That says yeah. a lot about your work ethic, though, because most people would have gone into the show, been mad, yeah. but you got creative. You're like, you know what? I've been doing it with my phone. I'm gonna yeah. pull it out. I'm gonna get some shots, and those were the shots that got you noticed. By and that's my region. Real. It's crazy because. Like, that's what it was. It was just me. I was like, man, you know what? I've done it before. I'll just do it again. See what happens. It was so to, bit it, to put it into context, what he was talking about earlier before this clip ran was the fact that he went to this concert with his uh, full, you know, camera, his photography gear. Yeah. The problem was he didn't have the credentials to shoot. So not knowing that you needed that stuff. I mean, this guy was going full in, um, head first, like just trying to live out his dream. Yep. And obviously, like not having that experience, you don't really you don't really know that you need like <laughs> credentials and stuff. He knew then. But because they were like, hey, man, you, you can't like shoot with this camera stuff if you don't have um, like the credentials to do so. Then, you know, he thought of like the next best thing, which was his, his iPhone. And had he not done that with his iPhone, he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity to be recognized by that magazine um, respect my region, which then led him to find other opportunities down the line. So I think that was a really good moment for him because it really kind of set him on a path that now he's doing his job full time. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of heart to do that too, because he was just turned down at the door, right? Mm -hmm. They, they told him you can't bring your equipment in here. Okay. I feel like most people would a probably just leave, not even go or B go to the show and just vibe out at the show and not take any photographs but he decided to do it with his phone he got creative and it just kind of shows that drive you know it's like right. where there's a will there's a way and he just came in there and it ended up paying off in his case so exactly really powerful story there another moment that stood out to me a lot was uh emmanuel brown i really liked his story overall but um you know when he told us about how he just committed to his musical career where he said he had no plan b and he just went all in. It was kind of just a moment of clarity that hit him. I thought that was really powerful. And uh, let's see that clip. When did music go from being something you did for fun to something you were taking really seriously? And yeah. I was in the military. I had about oh, wow. two years before I got out. I remember I woke up one day and I went to go put on my socks and my boots to get yeah. ready to go to work. And I said, what am I going to do? Like, am I just going to stay in the Navy or am I like really going to go for this? And I remember I was going through a, a, a job listing. And I'm like, I don't want to do none of this shit. And I was like, yeah. I just want to make music. <laughs> right then and there, I said, this is all I'm doing. That's it. There is no plan B. When did music go yeah. from being something? I want to pause on there, too, because um, I feel like a lot of people, if not everybody, goes through those moments where you're yeah. like, man, I don't really enjoy what I do. But people tend to be complacent because they're not comfortable feeling uncomfortable, right? And so oftentimes people will just deal with the job, deal with the career, um, just because it provides that level of consistency in their life and they feel uncomfortable taking that next step and that next next risk. With him, 
he, you know, he, uh, he was working at a car wash in Virginia. Um, that's where he's from. And so he decided, Hey man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, you know, for the rest of my life. And he took that risk. So props to Emmanuel Brown, um, and his story, because without that, he wouldn't have, you know, gone on to drop a music video every month in 2020 and eventually dropping an album, uh, just this, uh, month in, in June. So yeah, it takes a lot of heart to just really bet on yourself like that. And I think that's a common theme with a lot of the people that we interviewed on this podcast is, you know, it's people with heart that really bet on themselves mm -hmm. and it's a big risk. Right. And I think it's really relatable and it kind of goes to show that, you know, we all go through these kind of situations, mm -hmm. but you know, there's few people who actually go all in and just say, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna, you know, go all out on my passion, on my dream. And these are some success stories. Exactly. And it just underscores the theme of our whole podcast and our whole objective was to bring light to those stories because it's a lot of people have these stories. They just go, you know, under the record, unnoticed. Yeah. And it's not until you meet these people and start knowing a little bit more about them and how they got there that you realize, wow, I have a lot in common. And maybe I should take that risk in my life. You know, if you're looking to change your career, maybe I should take that next, you know, test or whatever you need to get that next job to help you put you in a place where you want to be. Because yeah. oftentimes we're in a place where we don't want to be and we have to do what we need to do in order to get to where, you know, we have the opportunities that we want to have. Yeah. And a lot of people are just humble with their story too. I feel like it almost takes a platform like this to get them to feel comfortable to share their story mm -hmm. because you don't just wake up one day or, you know, go on IG live and just be like, yo, you know, these are all the ups and downs I went to went through in order to get to where I'm at. Like right. you'd sound kind of, I don't know, self-centered or like, it's just not the right vibe to do it. Right. So <laughs> I think creating a, you know, a, a podcast, a platform that allows people to do that is what we've done. And I'm happy that we did that. Honestly, absolutely. looking back at it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Was that uh, all of yours? That was all of mine for the most all part. Right. Honestly, there was so many. There were so many. That's kind of like some that stood out right off the top. I yeah. think we were uh, going with top five. So my top yeah, what five. What was yours? Um, I want to. I want to go back to visual subjects episode. Um, and. Uh, I want to talk about him uh, sneaking into like, the concert. Bag. And I was like, my camera. He's like, are you with the media outlet? Or like, who are you shooting for the artist? Or what's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, I'm just going to shoot the show. Like, like you, you bought a ticket. You were just yeah, going to show up as a fan. Yeah, with the, with the, the whole show. ass camera. He was giving you a way in. Uh, he's, all like, he's all like, you realize you can't do that. And I was like, why? <laughs> he's like, because you got to be with the artist or you're either, yeah. you got to shoot with like a media outlet. Like it's copy, illegal right? to just come in here with the, like a professional camera. Illegal. And he's like, what do you He like, the thing that um, really stood out to me with his interview is he didn't give a fuck. Like yeah. he just went for it, bro. <laughs> and that's what I respect the most about him is he just shows up and he's like, I'm just going to make this happen no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, and another story that I, I won't get into the reel or the clip, but he's talking about how um, he showed up to the Larry June concert and you were with him, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was just following him. I think he mentioned on Instagram. Um, right. He was like tracking him like through his stories. Yeah, and, we we're like, trying to find him, just run into <laughs> him. So, you know, so he could ask if he could shoot the show. Yeah. You know, he ended up just waiting outside of the venue and I was still there because I had just dropped him off. I was going to leave. He was going to wait at like the restaurant that's right next door, kind of scope it out the moment he walked up. He was going to go walk up to him. But yeah, I mean, it just so happened. And it's crazy, right? How the universe works. It's like we we get there 
I'm saying bye to him and Larry June and his, you know, his squad is just walking into the venue. So it was perfect. I met Larry June real quick. He asked him if he could, you know, take some shots of the show. He's like, yeah, come in. Mm-hmm. It was just all casual. And I was like, man, it's crazy. But it goes to show that when you really want something, the universe will help you as long as you're taking steps to chase it. Right. right? And you put yourself in that position. Exactly. If he wasn't at that concert with, you know, even even if he didn't have his camera to shoot the photo, he had his iPhone and that got, got him into that next opportunity. And so you got to make things happen regardless of what, you know, materials or comforts you have available to get you to that opportunity. Like you have to make it happen and you have to be really scrappy and you got to think outside of the box. Yep. And it's kind of like that first step might feel uneasy, mm-hmm. but even though it's uneasy, that first step that's blind and uneasy might be the step that gets you that next firm one though. Exactly. You know, exactly. So you just got to take a step. Yep. And you got to trust yourself that yep. these opportunities eventually in life, you know, whatever goals you have, may not be on the path that you expect it to be on, but you'll eventually get there. It's just, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes confidence in yourself that, you know, you can do this and you will achieve it no matter what. I think the scary truth for a lot of people that they can't accept is it is scary and it is hard. It is. And that's not, that's never going to go away. It's never going to be easy and it's never not going to be scary. It's scary and it's hard, but you got to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the next one I have, um, this is our most uh, recent episodes. I think it's episode 13. Um, we just put it out um, as we filmed this episode is um, Junior talking about his mother. And just to give a bit of context, um, Junior Siguenza Cortez, he is an accountant uh, in the area, Seattle area. Um, and he immigrated with his mother from El Salvador. Um, and he's in this clip, he's talking about his mother when she first moved to, to Canada before she yeah. moved to, to Washington um, and just the, the situation that, um, she thought she was going in and what the reality of it was. And then my mom moved to Canada. She was told that she can go to school when she come to, when she came to Canada. But when she came here, um, school wasn't waiting for her. The, uh, the people that she ended up moving with made her work at their restaurant. And so for the whole year, she was working at this restaurant, not getting paid because you live with us. We're giving you shelter and food. We don't need to pay you. So they took advantage of your mom when she was under the impression that she would be able to get an education. Correct. And then my mom. That's ooh, tough, man. Yeah, That's man. heavy stuff. That, that kind of sat with me for a couple days, just yeah. thinking about it. Because it, it happens more often than you think, but not there's not too many stories out there that talk about that. Um, and it's just taking advantage of, of immigrants who, you know, can't speak the language, um, are looking for a better opportunity. And, um, these people just prey on them and take advantage of them. Yeah. And I respect junior for being vulnerable and like sharing Mm -hmm. this, like, you know, deep story of his life and his mother's experience, because that's not easy to talk about, you know, and for him to be brave enough to like come on a platform and share that, that's really brave of them, but it's really powerful because like you said, these stories don't, don't get told enough. And I think that it's really important that he talked about that. And yeah. Like you, it stuck with me a lot too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the next one I have is actually, um, with Dari, he's, uh, episode, I believe 14 or 13, I should say. 13, yeah. Um, I think junior was episode 12. Episode 13, it hasn't been finished editing yet, but um, we're just going to talk about the clip real quick, and then we'll cut to the reel um, in the video that you're going to see. But he's essentially 
talking about his experience. And just to give a bit of context, Dari made national headlines when he stood outside of the Golden State Warriors arena for 30 days with a sign saying, essentially, give me a chance. Let me try out for the team. Um, and there was a, a moment that he talks about in the interview where he walks up to the GM of uh, the Golden State Warriors knowing that, like, you know, this would be the person that would give him his opportunity. And he just runs up to him, and he basically just tells him, hey, like, you're the guy I need to talk to. Let's have a conversation. Look at me and, like, how do I, how do I get into this door? And, how, like, give me a chance. Um, and so we'll, uh, we'll cut to the clip right now. I go running down the street chasing Bob Byers, like, Bob, Bob. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, Bob, we need to talk. He's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know my name. Like, what? We need to talk. I'm like, we need to talk. He's like, about what? He's like, I'm on a call. I was like, never mind that call. And so I was like, hey, look, I'm chasing my dream and I want to be a warrior. He's like, a lot of people want to be a warrior, man. I was like, I know, but a lot of people ain't me. All right. So, um, so I think what stood out to me the most out of that experience is the fact that, um, he didn't take no for an answer. And he just walked up with the full confidence. And he said, you know, despite whatever this guy was going to say, he was going to make his dream happen. And um, I think not a lot of people would have, honestly, the balls to do that. Right. To walk up to the GM of the Golden State Warriors, you know, winning multiple rings under his leadership to tell him, like, hey, like, I don't care who you are. you got to give me a chance to try out, man, and live out my dream. Yeah. I think Dere is the definition of betting on yourself all the For way sure. 100% right and almost it almost reminds me of uh, one of my favorite movies the pursuit of happiness mm. you know when Will Smith uh, goes in and like he's I think he had like an interview at this big firm and you know this is after experiencing like all these traumatic events with his son and he walks in and like he, I think he had like dirt on his shirt and he was super messy for this interview. He was like 30 minutes late but he still walked in with that confidence and like to read he just looked at him in the face and said you know what? Listen to me. Like, listen to my story. My story is powerful. I have something to offer. I have value. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Um, so the next one is uh, kind of uh, one of my favorites here. It's our Young Bree episode, episode three. He did a little freestyle for us. We'll play that back. He Beans killed this freestyle for sure. You, I want to pause on that real quick. We talked a little bit earlier in the episode with the mic stands being too high. Check out how this oh is like our third goodness. episode, right? <laughs> Look how high the freaking mic stands. They're like to your eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, ser mi da, listen, como es que ellos quieren tener todo en la vida, pero aman los placeres, uno, dos, no saquen el remate, y quieren estar arriba, pero no quieren empate, y como es que tú quieres que toda la gente te ame, y no tienes amor para tu hermano, para el arte. Being a sneak That's piece, hard, man. man. He man. went off on that one, That's bro. bars and meeting, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. man. So, Span. I love that Young Bree episode. Shout out Young Bree. Thank you for coming through, man. Um, and my last one, my fifth one, um, is yours actually. Um, and I think your story is pretty powerful because, um, your mom raised you and your brother by herself. Yeah. And yeah. she moved from Mexico. And my older siblings. She and supported your older my older siblings who were in Mexico at the time too. By sending them money, right? Yeah. And that's crazy, man. So, so she was raising two kids over here and two older kids over there. Keeping a roof over your guys' yeah. head. It's crazy. Man. Um, you know, it's, yeah, we'll play the clip right now. 
She was in her 30s, too. She was working, you know, 13-hour shifts, 13-hour days, 14, you know, sometimes 15-hour days. My earliest memories are waking up, like, at 3 in the 4 in the morning to get dropped off at a babysitter, and I wouldn't get picked up until later that day, like, pretty late in the day, in the evening. And so I was missing my mom a lot, and I just Mm -hmm. see her get home, and she never complained. Like, she just did the work. I have an older brother, an older sister, and a younger brother. Mm -hmm. So she provided for all of us by herself. Um, so she was working. That's crazy, you know, man. So she, props to your mom, man. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, man. and she's, yeah, uh, she's retiring here pretty soon. So a lot of man, yeah, lot trying of to. Work. Yeah, I mean, she's gonna she's gonna move to Mexico. Hopefully, you know, God willing, she'll move to Mexico and uh, take take like a good break, and then she's gonna consider like what she's gonna do for work moving forward. But she's most likely not really gonna work that much anymore. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Big props change. to her. She worked damn hard. I mean, thirteen, fourteen hour days, like for especially real. raising all those kids and. Stressful, man. man. I can't imagine that kind of stress. Yeah, oh, bro. Like, I mean, I'm at doing the podcast, full time job, drip. Like, bro. Like, I feel like I have a lot on my yeah. plate. Your mom had even more on her plate and even more pressure on her for Crazy. years. How do you bro. sleep at night, huh? Like, exactly, yeah. man. So, yeah. shout, shout out to, to my mom, man. Cool. So, I, I mean, that that was my last one, man. I wanted to end it there just to, you know, uh, really reflect on all the great stories. Obviously there were many stories, um, that we didn't discuss that were also great. Um, you know, great interviews, each and every guest, you know, we really appreciate you coming on and joining us for our first season. Um, and you know, honestly, I, I, we obviously decided for this to end at some point for the first season, but we're not going away. Um, we're still coming back, you know? So I think the next thing that I'd like to talk about is like, and I'm sure a lot of people would be wondering is what do we plan to do next? Yeah. What's next? Huh? Yeah. So we're going to do season two. Um, season one's going to wrap up with a total of 15 episodes. Uh, so if you haven't seen every episode, make sure you do go back, make sure you like the episodes, share it with a friend, go back to our IG, check out the reels. You know, it's like, we put a lot of work into this, yeah. you know, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of stuff that's out there. Um, you know, we made sure to make it really good content and we want to keep doing that for you guys. Um, but, you know, it, it really helps to have that support and have as much of a following as we can. And we'll, we're doing all of this organically, too. So season two is going to start sometime in the fall, um, September, October time frame. Hopefully we'll start releasing episodes. Um, and we plan on doing just about the same thing, maybe 15 to 20 episodes right. for season two. I'm still planning on dropping episodes weekly. Uh, uh, we're still going to do interviews. We might start doing like solo episodes too, yeah. where it's just uh, Chris and I having a discussion on a certain topic or kind of reflecting on certain things. Um, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, that's that's kind of the game plan. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, guys, for the first season of The Untapped Potential the first, I guess, full YouTube season. Um, And, you know, we're not going away, like Max said. So um, with that, um, again, subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends, and we'll catch you in the fall. Yep. Thanks, everybody.